everybody and welcome to Naughty Buddy Entertainment and on today's episode we do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the book of Boba Fett and then we talk about some changes that we personally would have made to the series. That's coming up right here, right now on Naughty Buddy Entertainment. Welcome back to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. I am your host, Ryan. And on today's podcast, what we are going to do is we are going to do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the book of Boba Fett. And so, and so, also, buckle your seatbelts because this is going to be a ride, guys. I promise you that. Uh, to break the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly down with me of the book of Boba Fett, I have Travis back. Travis, how's it going? Good. Good, Ryan. How about you? Good. Uh, again, I, I just I like the shirt you're wearing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty sweet. I, uh, let me just quick say I bought this before I saw this. So, <laughs> OK, distancing yourself already. I like yep. it. I like yep. it. OK, very good. I got Chris back with me. Chris, how's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Awesome. And then we have a first timer on our podcast. Brian, Brian, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be on. OK, so. Tell us a little bit about yourself as far as your Star Wars fandom. Uh, when did it start? Let's start with that. Where, when did it start, Brian? I was a little late to the game. I wasn't really introduced until the first three of the trilogy until I was a lot older. So I was probably the prequels is what got me into it. And then once I saw the other ones, I'm like, OK, got more on a roll because I'm like the first three. I'm like, yeah, all right interesting stuff but yeah my wife was totally into episodes six seven and eight and yeah she's the one that kind of got me into those and really like following that whole storyline and everything with it so okay yeah yeah so uh, the 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 sequel trilogy she was into so seven eight and nine or four five, oh i'm six. sorry yeah four five and six yeah okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um favorite villain favorite villain Ooh. ah that's a good question. I'm just let's let's just go Darth Vader. Okay, wrong answer, Darth Maul. Uh, what's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite hero? Who's your favorite hero of the Star Wars universe? Uh, I I really do like Ahsoka Tan. She yeah, great. yeah yeah, especially with Clone Wars. She yeah she developed that story a lot. I I like her a lot. Yeah, the first two seasons, she was like super annoying, but then yes. she got better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, awesome. So you you you've seen Clone Wars and Rebels as well. Yes. And all that. Awesome. Uh, not Rebels. I need to start Rebels. Clone Wars, I have finished, but not Rebels. So, oh, OK, OK, yeah. well, that'll be a good um, you'll have to tell me when you're done watching and what you think. Maybe we can do okay. a podcast on that. Sounds good. OK, but let's focus on the podcast that we're on right now, Ryan. Uh, yes, I'm talking to myself. Um, okay, let's get into the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly with the book of Boba Fett. Uh, first, before we, I guess before we do that, let's talk about our feelings of the series after we've seen the seven episodes. And maybe I'll start with Chris. What was your general view of this series? Um, a mess, pretty much. I didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, I think they brought in the B grade or C grade talent to work on it, even though it was John Favreau um, writing very poor acting, mediocre. 
Um, so a mess overall. Okay. Travis, what do you think? Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it. I overall, it was not great in my opinion. <laughs> not great. <laughs> what, did, what about you, Brian? What, what did you think of the show? Uh, yeah, it, it should not have been titled book of Boba Fett. This should have been like Mando side stories. I, yeah, it, it was all over the place. I agree with Chris. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I kind of thought is that like, why wouldn't you just call this like, I mean, very generic, but like Star Wars tales. Mm. And then that would have been like, I honestly, I think I would have liked the show like 10% more if it was just a generic, like, like, you, like you said, side stories or something instead of this specific title, because it meets, right, you think there's a certain thing is going to happen with this being the title. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, and Travis. Yeah, just like Clone Wars, there's not a specific thing that they need to follow. They could have just done something like that. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. that would have made way more sense than what happened here. Yeah, kind of the title kind of gave us an idea what the show should be, and it didn't stick to that. Um, and we'll talk about that. And that's sort of how I feel like a mess. I, I was describing it, I think to you, Travis, I talked to Kevin about it too. Is it felt like, especially the first couple episodes, they like, the best fan fiction writer. What do we got there? Where, where's my camera? There we go. Tales of the Bounty Hunters. You have a title right there in the former oh, canon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I was just saying, though, I, I felt like it was like a fan fiction for the first like four episodes, like give it to the best fan who writes. And then it was just like mediocre at best. And then, yeah got good for a second and we'll talk about that but then you know even the the final episode i didn't really yeah i thought it was okay but anyway the great what was one great you had in the uh, book of boba fett um just din coming in saving the series Mm. he was just any scene with him that came in, I think episode five is when he started in. And yeah, that just, it picked up from there. Yeah. I like that one too. I liked um, the the opening scene when he, him coming in to collect the bounty. Yes. And I was just like, why couldn't that have been a scene with Boba Fett? Why couldn't they made Boba Fett that cool? Yeah. But I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. The best scene in the whole series, in my opinion, was yeah. that one. It's, yeah. it's definitely. Agree. Definitely up there, but not a lot of competition. To be fair. <laughs> uh, Travis, what about you? What's one great you had? Uh, I would have to agree. And I'm going to add Grogu to that as well. Him being in there, just I'll get into one of the uglies, but he, when he does stuff, it's actually funny or cute and an ugly I'll, I'll have. I won't get too much into it, but it's them trying to be funny has been forced too much in this mm-hmm. so grogu does a great job of that but um mm-hmm. i thought that was good so i'll give a different one um the dark saber oh that i was thought sweet. being in there and ryan i know you like to see guys being trained with stuff and not just immediately learning how to use it and yeah. the fact that mando couldn't figure it out and he still hasn't quite got it down yet just goes to show that there's still a lot that can be told with him wielding the dark saber. So I thought that was good that they incorporated that in there. 
Yeah, that that was sweet. I love the training with him and then the training with Grogu, too. I'll just throw that out there since you mentioned Grogu. Like, I just love the story of like them understanding that they need to learn how to use the power that they wield, whether it's the dark saber or the force or whatever. Uh, Chris, do you have a great? Yeah, I just all of episode five. Um, obviously, this is like, you know, man, that was like a Mandalorian episode season 2.5, basically. Um, why they didn't just kick it to season three, episode one. I don't understand. Um, but just overall great episode. Um, yeah. Like, like Brian's and anytime Dijin shows up, it's great. Um, good storytelling in that episode. Yeah. I think the only tough thing for me in that episode was the car building montage and then when the ladies like, oh, listen to that baby purr, I was like, I don't really need that in Star Wars. Um, and then that she da- dated a Jawa. I was like, again, I don't, I don't need that in Star Wars. Like, I don't care who you date. Like, what? how does that add to the story? But anyway, yeah, but that was when it got good. Like Mandalorian got, I mean, uh, Mandalorian. So did you not like the um, actually building the Naboo Starfighter or did you no, enjoy that? No, that was fine. Okay. I, I actually liked it. It just it took to almost it was a little long i would say overall it was fine like i'm not gonna it was just like the the montage and then like the the, the, like i think travis said them trying too hard to be funny at sometimes and then when he turned it on he's like she's like listen to that baby purr i'm like that is so like a 1970s car montage moment like on um grease grease lightning or whatever you know that's immediately what i thought of but but yeah, the- I, I thought the same thing that that went on like a little too long. Like it, it felt like it was like a 10 minute long sequence and we probably could have gotten the gist in like a minute or two. Right. Even even five, if you want to draw it out a little bit, but it was like half the episode, I felt like. So um, I'm going to go into one of my greats, Cad Bane showing up. Uh, I, I, you know, like one of the things I love is villains. Like I'm a big villain guy. I'm always rooting for the villain all the time. And Cad Bane showing up was so awesome. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with him. I will have one little gripe with, I feel like that was a little out of character for Cad Bane, but overall, I think we all wanted a live version of Cad Bane and him showing up in this series was excellent. Uh, Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I had Cad Bane in my good and just his introduction into this was very good, specifically for like the world building, but I do have a gripe as well with it interested to see if we have the same gripe with him okay okay yeah and then you can go ahead and bring that up when we get to your good if you'd like to okay. nail on that gripe sounds good that was the first time i'd ever seen him i never i don't know if i'd ever even heard of him before so you never watched <laughs> the Clone Wars? no i've never seen it oh you're bad <laughs> um but uh yeah i thought he was i mean it was for not having any background or knowing anything about him i thought it was a pretty Cool character. I don't know how well like the voice for me, how well like the voice matched because it was very like humany. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, he was cool. He had cool equipment. He had flamethrower gauntlets and you know, interesting vibe. He's also supposed to have like um like rocket boosters on the end of his boots, which he didn't use at all, which I thought that would have been super cool if they would have used it at the end of the series. But yeah, their jetpack usage throughout the entire series was very limited and it should have been utilized a lot more. A hundred percent agree. 
Travis, what did you think of Cad Bane showing up? Because you've seen Clone Clone Wars and Rebels, right? So yeah. So as soon as they like did the picture of him walking towards the town in the distance, I immediately was like, I bet that's Cad Bane coming. So I I kind of was hoping it was him. I had no idea it was gonna show up, but so I was glad it was him. And I thought overall they did pretty good with them, but I'm curious to see if Brian and I have the same gripe with him because oh, I have so one thing. I have one thing wrong. Is, is it that he died? Well, that too. So we'll put that too. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to yeah, we'll get to that. No no guessing right now. But we all have one gripe when it came to Cad Bane. So we'll get into that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, let's go around the room and see if we got another great for everybody. Uh, Chris, do you have another great? Um. Yeah. I. Uh... I mean, Grogu is always just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they sort of like leaned into it. Like, I'm not saying they did it on purpose per se, because they knew they were having like not a great series, but they really just leaned into like Grogu cuteness. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's making, he's making gurgly sounds like nonstop. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, but that was fun. Like, I, I'm not saying I didn't like that at all. That was good, but. It was like they really were like like trying to remind you like, oh, he's just a cute little fellow, isn't he? <laughs> this is why you're here. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice if they could get him some clothes that fit, though. At, at some point, somebody might look at him and, and be like, man, if only he could walk like without a trash bag over him, like a, a knapsack or whatever it is. I was trying to think, are they still doing like most of his stuff was done with puppets? Are they still trying that or is it? more leaning towards like cgi oh I, that's a good question i feel like they go back and forth just watching i feel the like show. a lot of this yeah a lot of the stuff with luke was a little bit more cgi especially with like the force moving but it seemed like they were still trying to use a lot of the puppets for it mm-hmm. which <laughs> might have to do with the he can't see his feet so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair uh travis you got another great nope yeah, I didn't think you would. I thought you you were capped out at one or two. <laughs> Brian, what about you? Another great? Um, yeah, the Luke training. I thought that was a great, especially seeing more of a glimpse into how he's kind of building up the Jedi from there, um, kind of before what happens with like Kylo Ren and stuff. So getting a glimpse into that, if they ever move anything forward more into that, I think it was a good setup. Yeah, no, I like that too. Did you like, um, did anybody have um, any complaints about his CGI at all? I thought it was, it was well done considering, you know. I thought it was really well done. I know Chris had issues with his voice, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I specifically just don't like, like, I mean, maybe Mark Hamill didn't want to do it. That's a very strong possibility. Um but I just don't like, so if you aren't aware, they went back and took audio from like 1979, 1979, 1980, and like Frankenstein, like lines together from like stuff that he said 40 years ago mm-hmm. to make, it's like very like advanced ADR technology. Um to me, it just seems a lot simpler to just to hire the real person and like, okay, maybe he's got like a kind of an older, like gravelier voice right now. I'm sure there's ways that they could auto-tune that baby and like smooth it out and make him sound younger. But instead they went in this route and I don't think it was like super noticeably like bad or anything. Um, it's more of like just a principle thing. Like 
they're doing like AI computer audio when you just have a real human being do it or hire if Mark Hamill doesn't want to do it, you know, there's dozens of video games where they've done fake Luke's for <laughs> years. Just hire, you know, one of those people and it's close enough. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just try to get Mark Hamill to do it. Travis. Yeah. With that, I didn't have any big complaints with that because from the end of Mandalorian season two, I remember they had, they did like a side by side of like what Luke was in that episode. And then they had some other guy from the internet made a Luke better. So mm -hmm. they made, I thought it was an improvement from that. Yeah. In this yeah. one. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to pick apart this because they're saving this series right now by having it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I agree. That, that's fair. That's fair. But also, it's just like, I mean, I like the, like, the internet at large wants Sebastian Stan to be mm -hmm. like play him. And I mean, that would be cool. Um, but I, I'm just personally a fan of just having a human be there instead of like a CGI fake person. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like bad. It's just like, it's kind of weird to me to just have that instead of just like casting a human being. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I liked him in, you know, the last season of um, Mandalorian I thought just him as a one-off coming back with the CGI, I'm like, okay, that's cool to incorporate him. But if they're going to continue with more of this, with that moving forward, they can do it. It's just, it would be cool to have a real person in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everybody would rather just have a, a Sebastian. It's not a, it's not a slap on Mark Hamill at all. It's just like, Hey, we, we're going to move forward with the character that you helped create. And we just want to do it with a real being and they can like just smooth out the edges. I don't think anyone would care about that at all. Yeah. I'm with you guys on that. Go ahead, Travis. Uh, Brian, with what you said with the great, with the, the Jedi temple that now correct me if I'm wrong is Grogu the first student. Is that what he said? He's going to be, I can't remember. He, he said he, 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 he's technically, I don't, I don't think he is because he decided not to train there. So, I mean, he wanted Grogu to be his first student, but it seemed like Grogu chose a different path. So I don't think that was his first student. So, okay. yeah, I would, I would agree with that too. Um, uh, I'll go with another grade I had. Um, I said every episode without Boba Fett was great. So five and six, those were great episodes. And it was just the opposite of what you guys said, which is basically Mando came in and saved the season. But mine was mm -hmm. backwards. This is a book of Boba Fett show. And every mm -hmm. episode without Boba Fett was great. So that's <laughs> that was one of my greats, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, any any other greats, guys? I, I went twice around. If you got another one, just, you know. No. Nope. OK. OK, let's go into the good. The good. That's okay. That's good. That's all right. That's okay. Okay, well, this time I'll start with uh, Brian. Brian, what's one good you have in the, um, uh, Mandalorian? Black Chrysanthem. Him, them bringing him into this, didn't even think it was a possibility. Super cool having him. The fight scene he had in the gambling den slash cantina where he rips off the Trandoshan's arms. It's like, yeah, that was a great scene. I thought, especially to just his kind of interaction with them and bringing that into it. Yeah. I like that as well. Um, now he's supposed to have cybernetics. 
do, do we know this? Like yeah, everybody here know yeah, that. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Okay. That that yeah. I, I didn't know right away when he was first in- introduced. So yeah, it's kind they of don't really um, say much about that. But I mean, he's supposed to have like cybernetics throughout his entire body from like when he was in a fighting ring. But they don't really bring that much into it. So is is he from Clone? What's he from? Clone Wars or something else? No, he's not in Clone Wars. I think just from um, comics, comics and yeah. Yeah, books. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will talk about it, but um, I had a couple issues with the some of the writing around him to be. But we'll talk about that later, um, mm-hmm. which uh, let's see here. Uh, Travis, what's one of your good? Um, I enjoyed uh, the Mando's new ship. He got the Naboo Starfighter that they mm. made. I thought that was cool. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit bigger, but I mean, it's only going to be him and Grogu in it. So I thought that was, that was cool. But like we said, they spent too much time on it. They could have done that half and half the time, but. Yeah. I just wonder if like, he's collecting bounties, you know, like if he, if that's still his game, like where is he supposed to put the bodies that like, if he's, if he's bringing someone back alive, like where is he supposed to put that prisoner? Was that Chris? No, I, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed a little it. practical. Yeah, yeah. My. They'll have to get like a trailer or something like to pull yeah. it. Good, Brian. Yeah, my uh, my thinking behind that with him having such a small ship, it's more, I don't know, for the next season, just focusing a little bit more on like where their storyline goes and trying to figure out that in a way. Because, yeah, if they were to get a bigger ship and then, yeah, are they just going to continue doing what they've been doing? So, uh, yeah. It's interesting to see, but the ship's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, I like the way the ship looks looks too. Um, let's see, uh, Chris, how about you? What's a good you had? Um, for me, good was just all like kind of like the fun, weird droids and aliens and side little, you know, can't not cameos per se, but just you see them for a few seconds. Um, some of my favorites, the um, uh, musician playing like the fretless fake guitar playing like flamenco jazz version of the cantina band music that guy was cool um the little uh poker droid with the green translucent hat that like guys wear in movies i've never seen in real life but (laughs) like that was a droid in the uh in the bar or whatever that was um uh Amy Sedaris's junkyard character mm. had the little droid from uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. The, the exact name of the droid is escaping me at this point. Yeah, BD. Yeah, yeah. The little <laughs> guy. Um, he was cool. Um, it was cool to see that. Um, you know, you got your Gamorians. Uh, the Pikes were pretty cool to see, huh? Like, yeah, they're like weird fish guys. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't see any of the cartoons, though. That's that's probably <laughs> no. why you didn't appreciate that. As well. Do you guys yeah. remember seeing them in Solo? Yeah, I don't remember the uh, live Ooh. action versions. I don't remember seeing. I tried to forget about that movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it had one of the coolest reveals at the end that they never paid off, which was disappointing yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I tried the, the Wookiee, we talked cool. about him. It was cool to see like a crazy psycho Wookiee. Mm. Um, 
Uh, I think that's, I mean, there was a lot of like the, uh, like the bulldog looking aliens. Uh, that was like the guys that, uh, the first bounty that Mando got, that was, I forget oh. what they're called, but so overall, just like the general, like building of the world to see like kind of some different aliens and droids and stuff like that. We didn't, so you haven't seen before. So that's good for me. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was kind of fun. I'm going to, I'm going to say Fennec Shan was my first good. I thought she was a pretty cool character in the show, uh, especially at the last episode when she like took out all the, the syndicate bosses, like just, you know, uh, where the pikes were hiding and all the other Tatooine um, crime lords. And he, she just gets in there and just without being seen, like takes them all out uh, again. She was cooler than Boba Fett was. And if you would just have like switched their roles, Boba Fett would have been so much cooler. Um, but yeah, so Fennec Shan, I liked her in this series. She was kind of cool. That, that reminded me of other one, the uh, the mayor being an authorian and he talks with like a translator or something like in his like. Oh, yeah, sure. That was, that was cool because they're they're a cool Star Wars alien. So good job for putting him in there. Yeah. Chris, have you ever played Knights of the Old Republic? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was sweet to see him as well. Mm-hmm. That character. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's go around again. Brian, what about you? Uh, another good for you? Um, on the line of what Chris was saying with kind of their um, just world building, I think some of the scenery or the worlds we got to see, like when um, Din first showed up, that world where he brought the bounty back to was super cool like mm-hmm. more of that incorporated into there as well as the uh, planet that Luke and Grogu were on. Like that was really cool to see. Um, just a lot of it being focused on Tatooine. It's nice to kind of get a break and go outside of that. Yeah, well, I hope I, you like Tatooine because the next show is all on Tatooine also. I know. <laughs> oh, we want. I'm a li- uh, maybe maybe if, before we we go, maybe we could talk about that a little bit because I have my worries about Obi Wan. I'll try to remember to bring it up. Um, Travis, you have another good. Um, so should we get into this Cad Bane thing or should we wait? No, go ahead. I have Cad oh. Cad Bane's in my good. Um, overall, I thought everything about him was great, except for, and I don't know if this was how they wrote him and how they wanted him to be. But like when somebody asked him a question, like when the marshal was talking to him, it just took him forever to reply back to him. And I'm like, (laughs) is he computing something? Like is something not going, like whatever he was trying to say, it just seemed like it, it was way too more suspenseful than what it needed to be for him to just reply back. That was my only gripe with it. Otherwise I love Cad Bane. That might be on purpose with the writing because he got shot in the head by Boba. So he might be a little slow now. <laughs> uh, or like an intimidation type thing. Like he he paused on purpose to, you know, the suspense. But you're right. Those were pretty drawn out suspense. Or, or Brian could be right. He might, he might lost the IQ or two since uh, <laughs> getting that metal plate on his head. That's for sure. Um. Brian, what was your with, you know, since we're talking about Cad Bane, what was your gripe with Cad Bane? My, my one gripe that I had is his hat wasn't big enough. It okay. was smaller than it should have been. I couldn't take him as serious because his hat just looked a little too small for what it was. I think if he had a little bit bigger of a brim, it would have been a lot more intimidating. But that was my little thing. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, my gripe was simply that I didn't think they really. Um, so the the final battle, um, when clearly the Pikes lost and the Rancor was involved, you know, Cad Bane shows up. I feel like that was out of character for him. I think like he he he's able to dissect the situation, and oftentimes he'll leave when he understands it's a, a losing battle. And for him to jump in there, this is part of when we get into the bad bad writing, in my opinion is uh cad bane shows up and then the, he gets a rancor to go and it's just him and boba it's like where are all the other fighters of freedom town and and mando and all these guys that were just shooting from the buildings you know and it's like where are they are they just watching this showdown take place we don't get a uh, uh an understanding of why they just randomly stopped firing at cad bane but i do feel like cad bane would have left Right. Because he has a self-preservation. He's about survival. And and for some reason, he stayed in that situation. I don't know why. Go ahead, Chris. No, as to your point, um, didn't he tell like he was beating up Boba? And what was the whole thing where he was he was like, you know, uh, you know, you you got to be more ruthless or you got to know when to, uh, you know, fight or flight or, you know, I, I am sorry. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it seemed to recall it being something along the lines where you just said, where it's like, this is a losing situation. Like look out for yourself and don't get killed. So, you know, if that's what he was saying to Boba and again, I might be completely wrong or remembering it wrong, but he should follow his own advice. No, I think, I think you're right. I think that's what he said. I think he said something along the lines is like, you got to look out for yourself. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like he even said those words. So like and then, but then in that moment, you're like, well, then why aren't you doing that? Because you're 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 losing right now. You're losing. You should you should be leaving right now. You know, and and he sat there and he fought Boba despite, you know, clearly they lost the fight at that point. So I just felt like watching Clone Wars and Rebels, it was out of character for him to stay. And he's a bounty hunter. He really has no, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, no uh no reason Most to kidding. stay yeah 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 that's it uh travis i saw your hand go ahead in his defense there is only about 20 guys that they were fighting against the 5000 pike guys that were there so he probably could have beat all of them but we won't get into that right now right right well yeah i i agree with that but at, it was like at the end of the fight where like we saw the rancor eat a bunch of them and and then somehow but uh go ahead chris no, is there um, something for those of you who have seen his past appearances? Is, does he have like a, you said uh, Boba shot him in the head? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I, my question is like, does he have like a grudge against him or like hate him or something? But I, it, he, Cad Bane like trained him when he was younger. So they grew oh. up, he kind of showed him the ropes of like how to be a bounty yeah. hunter. And okay. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what their falling out was, but I know it was like a deleted episode where yep. he got shot in the head by, yeah, Boba. So, and then yeah. that that dent on the top of Boba's helmet that came from Cad Bane. Mm. So, so mm. Um, when whenever you see Boba, the the helmet, there's a dent that that was mm. Cad Bane shooting him, and then like Brian said, he got hit in the head. So, yeah, that was a deleted episode. We actually never got to see that episode, but. Again, 
it, it's just not out of it's it's kind of out of Cad Bane's character. I've seen him run from Obi Wan before when clearly he was lost or whatever. So it's it's like he's had gripes against other people where he didn't stay and fight. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, they if they would have maybe shown like the Pikes like you know wise incentive of like stank sticking around to you know go after Boba, but there was really nothing like, Hey, I'm getting this much money or we'll give you this part of the spice trade. But yeah, that once again, that's more into like the writing they had for it, which we'll get into later. So. Oh yeah. We will get into the writing. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, let's see here. Um, Chris, you have another good. Um, yeah, just a slight one, but um, I like seeing deputy Raylan Gibbons again, even though he was playing a, different character he was still deputy Raylan Gibbons <laughs> so Timothy Oliphant um gladly uh, the uh, end credit scene he's in a backed tank and he's going to get body modification so hopefully uh he comes back and sticks around I think the whole like how he got involved was pretty stupid um but just having Timothy Oliphant back is good yeah. So, you know, there's they're sort of now becoming this to me in my head, this continuity error that they're kind of creating with these cyborg people is like we're seeing a lot of these cyborg people. But I don't ever remember seeing anyone in episode seven that was a cyborg pe- person. And this would have been what, four, 20, 40 years after. Right. Twenty, I think. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. So you would mm-hmm. think we would have seen. Some cyborg cybernetic people, but now now we're seeing well, now everyone's becoming a cybernetic person, but then we don't see any in episode seven. So now the continuity is kind of getting, again, not good storytelling, in my opinion. It's kind of veering off to the right a little bit to me. I, I kind of have a thing. No, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was going to say, I'm just like thinking if they would have incorporated it, we would have seen like the Knights of Wrens with slick back hair and just like duster jackets showing off. <laughs> 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 go ahead chris that's great no i just i just reminded uh travis said about uh knights of the republic before it reminded me of a kind of like a thing with star wars for me i think it's kind of funny like if you play knights of the Old republic which takes place like three thousand years before the movie mm-hmm. like and then watch like the you know current star wars like the technology is exactly the same like all the ships look the same all the weapons look the same so it's like 3,000 years of galactic history, and it's like exactly the same. So maybe 20 years of in-between movies isn't enough time for uh, body modifications to advance super rapidly. <laughs> Go ahead, Travis. <laughs> maybe, I forget which planet it is that the Death Star blows up, but maybe all of those guys with their modifications are on that planet and it gets nuked. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. that's why we don't see any of that <laughs> maybe maybe well the, the the problem is with with the theory chris that you have which is true is like may, maybe mm-hmm. the in star wars they hit a certain peak of yeah. of technically like with ships and stuff mm-hmm. that they can't uh, um supersede like in our in yeah. our world yes it's a different universe yeah. though so uh mm-hmm. but the the only problem i would say that I, I would have with your sort of theory is that we're starting to see like every person become a cybernetic being right before our eyes. And this is 20 years later. So it seems like it should, I mean, at least two, like, can we get two people in episode seven that have cybernetic parts? Like, but we don't Mm -hmm. get anyone. So again, I just feel Mm -hmm. like they're kind of breaking their own continuity a little bit, but anywho, Um, a good, I had was the jetpack fight Boba and Mando. I, I actually, that was maybe that that's in the, 
top three scenes for me. I thought that was really cool. Jetpacks are very underused, as we already mentioned, but that scene was pretty cool, except there was one too many leg kicks up by Boba. The second leg kick where he like brings it up to his chest like he's a ballerina dancer or whatever I, I could like and then he fires that thing out of his knee i was like that was a little much for me the first one was really cool but the second one i just was like that's that's too much for me but other than that i really like that scene you didn't like the knee rocket ryan that i like the like i like the first time he did it okay. the second time when he brought it all the way up to his chest like he was doing a plotties move i just i couldn't I couldn't do it for me. That was that was a little much. I liked the first but, time he did it, though. But he's got that back to rejuvenation in him. Don't so even get me he... started on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, any other good guys? Uh, go ahead, Travis. I, Ryan, I had talked to you before about this, but the Rancor fight, I was really worried that it was going to be really stupid because... I thought it was going to be really bad CGI or they're going to make it really dumb basically. But I thought they did pretty good with it overall. Um, I didn't, there's a couple of cheesy things with it, which I'll get into with like my bad or ugly, but overall I thought the Rancor Rancor fight was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. It went better than I expected. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I talked to you about it, so I can't wait till you bring up your cheesy stuff, but it was, it was, it was kind of neat. Uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, another small one just for a fun person to show up kind of like Timothy Oliphant, um, Thundercat, the musician as the body modification doctor. Um, oh, he's sure. a really cool, he's a really cool musician. And I think like, like when he's like, uh, Boba is like walking into his building, there's like some cool, like future music and there's some like cool like bass sounding music so i kind of feel like thundercat contributed like music oh. to that scene um so just having him show up is really cool um even if you think maybe the body modification stuff was a little silly but just having him be in star wars is really cool for me so that's a, that's a good nice so now that's canon the hmm. the thundercats right well, no, that's his, that's his musician name is Thundercat. No, that's what I'm saying. They're canon now that he's in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have a band. Okay, yeah. cool. cool. Right. Okay, any other good? Uh, hey, yeah. Go oh, ahead, Brian. Brian. Sorry, go oh, ahead. No problem. I actually like the um, Tuscan Raiders backstory, just getting a little bit more in depth into them. Um, I wish there was more incorporated into that, which we'll get into next. But yeah, I did like that story when we did go to it, kind of learning more about them. That's funny. That's funny you say that because that was my last good is the first two episodes. I didn't like them that much. I thought, I'll say it like this. The the concept was good. The execution wasn't. I agree with you. Yeah, that that's kind of gets into my, yeah, um, bad with them the concept of them and everything was good but they should have been utilized a lot more than what they were okay so i can't yeah. wait to hear hear how how, yeah. how you would have done it a little differently uh travis you had another one so it's flirting on good and in between there and okay but uh i enjoyed them bringing in the twins the job of the huts uh cousins oh. i believe they are um, I was hoping they're going to have a little bit more to do with the story, but I think they're only in there for like two episodes or something like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because we thought that that was who the bad 
like the actual bad guy was, but it turns out that they didn't want anything to do with that. So I, I just wish that they were in there because they weren't used enough because who doesn't like Jabba the Hutt and his relatives? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that one too. Um, I, I should have a, a math category where we like that. Eh, it wasn't like great or good, but it wasn't bad either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You guys ready to move on or do we got another one? Okay. Yeah, let's let's, put it. let's okay. roast it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on to buckle up your seatbelts, everybody. We're gonna get into the good part. Yeah, (laughs) let's get into the bad. The bad. Okay, so let's start with the bad here. Maybe we'll start with Chris. And let's just like do it one at a time. I'm sure we want to just go all flamethrower here on every single one, you know, but maybe maybe one at a time. Chris, what's one? bad of the show and remember we still have an ugly too so Um, i guess um maybe this doesn't maybe this doesn't go into ugly quite so much um if i may digress for a minute um just the general like plotting and like motivate i mean we've talked about this like with some of the other shows we've talked about like hawkeye some of the plotting was a little a little confused. Um, I can only really say this. I'm going to try to keep this brief, but I can only really like talk it out and explain like why it's confusing. So Boba Fett blasts his way out of the Sarlacc, becomes captured by the Tusken Raiders, is sort of like a slave, wins their respect, becomes part of the tribe. Uh, they get killed. Like his family gets killed by what he thinks are is the uh, swoop bike gang correct mm-hmm. so he goes and gets the slave one firestorm whatever it's called now kills the uh, biker game which actually i would say is like kind of a good that was like the only time in the whole series where he's acting really in like a bobo ish way is that he just goes and like blasts them all um, so as far as he's concerned, that like story is done, right? Because he took revenge on what he thought killed the Tuscan Raiders. But then in the last episode, the Pikes go, oh, we're the ones that killed the Tuscan Raiders. But we made him think that, you know, it was the swoop bike gangs. So like, why does he hate? the pikes so much i guess they're like fighting for turf but like he seems like having a really out for them but like they set up this whole thing where it's like he's taking revenge for the tuscan raiders but then they don't even factor in at all in the second half of the season like i think we kind of theorized like he's gonna try to like make peace like between the raiders and like townspeople or like something along the lines of that and it just kind of like completely dropped. Does that, does that kind of like make sense? Like why it's confusing, at least for me, or am I just like ranting with no purpose? I think, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was going to say, I, I understand that. I, I think it was more focusing on him being kind of the boss of that town and them moving in on his territory more than like what his affiliation to them before was. Yeah. 
But, on but then, so why even have that in the last episode where they're like, ah, we tricked him into thinking, you know. I think that was a point just to get him off of his, well, Cad Bane more used it to get him kind of off balance to bring that up because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to get get him more emotional or whatever, that could be part of it. I would say that, like, obviously, with Boba being part of the um, being part of the bounty hunters and being part of that, the crime um, domain or whatever you want to call it throughout the Star Wars universe since uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, he would have had dealings with the Pikes before. Mm-hmm. So, so he probably ran into them before and and didn't like them for a variety of reasons, understanding that they wanted to take over what he like, like I think Brian's right, his territory. I feel like I didn't understand why they brought that in. Like even the emotional thing, because like he didn't get any revenge on anyone. Right. For, for like the, on the pikes of Fennec Shan and at the end sort of like killed them. Right. But that had nothing to do with Boba. You could have, you could have had that line out of the story and it changes nothing. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that so I get where you're coming from. Okay, that, that's one. I'll stop for now, but that's number one for me. Is I just didn't understand like what the what the like motivations are as far as that goes. Okay, that's fair. What what about you, Travis? You have a bad? Maybe no. Are they I all have, uglies? No, I have two bads, and then the rest are all uglies. But the okay. first one, um, they spent way too much time on the Tuscan Raider story. It, I think it was what four episodes drawn out total. Mm-hmm. And it very easily, you could have squeezed all that into one. That would have been pushing it. But at least like one in like the first 10 minutes of the second episode, and that could have been over with. Because there was a lot of stuff that I just did not care for that much about that. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was too drawn out with them being around the Tusk or him being around the Tuscan Raiders. And uh, yeah, that was my main thing. Yeah, I agree. I even think like the first two episodes was just too much Tuscan. Like I liked, I like, I like the concept. I just the execution mm-hmm. just fell so flat for me. Um, I get. Um, I'll, I'll hold off until we get to the change part. But I really, I really had an idea that I would, I would have done a, a big change on those first two episodes. Chris, go ahead. No, I agree. I think the way they did it, I think the first two episodes, they split it in like half where it was like, here's the current storyline and then flashback to what's going on with the Tuscan Raiders. And if they did all episode one, 45 minutes or whatever, and you wrapped up the whole Tuscan Raiders thing in one episode, like that would have been fine. Right. But doing, splitting it up into multiple, over multiple episodes, it was like, we're trying to understand what's going on with the whole crime thing. But there was so little time devoted to that because they were devoting so much time to understanding this whole Tuscan Raider dealio that it was like both of them are unsatisfying to me. Yeah, I feel like it was the same trap that Eternals fell into, right? Where they they should have probably just stuck in the past, got that over with and then move on. So it doesn't like so we don't have to try to keep up so much. Go ahead, Brian. Mm hmm. Yeah, the I think episode five did a good job of mixing in like when he found Fennec Shan and going from there, getting, you know, the slave one or whatever it's called now and moving it into the present. But yeah, I, part of my ugly was just the entire story arc with Boba could have been done in two to three episodes. 
mm-hmm. you know, it could have just, it could have been condensed into it in like to drag it out for the whole, you know, seven episodes was just too much. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, there wasn't a lot of story there. Um, yeah, it, it was such a bummer, guys. I was really excited for <laughs> really this was. because um, so my first bad, let me get into my first bad then. Um, this is not recasting Boba Fett. That's my first bad. So do you guys know how old Boba Fett would be in Star Wars time? He would be in his 60s, right? For 40s, actually, when that 40s? happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the oh. actor is clearly in his 60s. Right? Yes, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. 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 No. Which, so you're right about <laughs> yeah. yeah. The actor is in his 60s, which, yeah, just. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I get like why they wanted to the to recast um, the uh, actor who played the original Django, you know, because they're they're technically the same person. But I felt like and my friend Kevin was the one who who told me that that's how I know it. But the fighting, he couldn't hardly fight out there. His he wasn't like great at acting. I felt like he didn't really want to be there anyway. He like even had a a clipper. He's like, I'm talking way too much in this. Like the the actor, he's like (laughs) the Boba Fett does not talk. And all I do is talk, basically. Um, So I I feel like a bad is they should have just recast Boba Fett and had a younger Mm -hmm. guy come in who was 40. That's what have been Boba Fett's age. And you could have done things like you did with the Mandalorian, uh, the cool fights and stuff. But I, I think that was a missed opportunity. Travis. Yep. I couldn't agree more, Ryan. Um, he looked so old and slow when he was fighting, especially when he had his helmet off mm-hmm. and some of his facial expressions when he was fighting with his little Tuscan Raider tool. I just, it just, it looked bad in my opinion. I, I, I was like, what is going on right now? Boba Fett's supposed to be really cool. Like we all are expecting him to be like just as cool as what the Mandalorian did in the episode six or, or five or whatever it was. So yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Ryan. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Brian, you got another bad. Um, the, the Tuscan Raiders was in my bad. Just the, the story arc that they took with them. I I think what they should have done was, you know, if they wanted to get rid of some of the Raiders, but, you know, have them not fully dead. And, you know, instead of having the, uh, was it Freetown come in to like save them and going back to that, like going to having like finding the Tuscan Raiders and then coming in, incorporating that more, I think that would have done a lot better job of like developing at least that storyline with them because even how they took down the train and everything like i find it hard to believe the pikes just like took them out and everybody was dead like even when i saw like that little kid's staff when he was throwing it on the fire i'm just like really i'm i'm like okay but yeah i think they just did them dirty that whole storyline with it yeah, no, I agree because it felt like a waste. The first two episodes felt yeah. like a waste because of that, because everybody was like, you know, everybody who loved the first two episodes, was like, oh, it's wait, it's going to lead up to something like he's going to go for the Tuscans for help for the last fight. That's what everybody thought. And then they kill off the Tuscans. So you're absolutely right. They mm-hmm. they build them up just to like not even use them, which was part of the. Yeah. Problem. And a lot of how much cooler would it. it be to like in Tus- incorporate the Tuscans into like his actual like you know, going through the city and like building that up and having them run things with him. It would have been, yeah, 
lost opportunities there. But what if this was Boba Fett, King of the Tuscans, instead of Boba Fett, <laughs> boring crime lord? Like automatically yeah. more interesting. Yeah, yeah, more interesting by far. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, Travis, you got another bad? You oh, said no, you had I was to? just going to imitate oh, go Boba Fett and be like, we need a bigger oh. army. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have another bad, though, Travis? The rest of mine are all uglies. Okay. Chris, you have another bad? Um, yeah, Boba Fett, Crime Lord. This is, all, I mean, this, these are all interchangeable between bad and ugly. So I'm just going to knock out what comes to mind. But uh, Boba Fett becoming a head of a crime family with like five people working for him. And then also uh, he doesn't want drugs in his territory. So like, how is he going to make any money? Um, there's no there's no reason like why he wants to like be the head of Jabba's crime family except he just is. Um, that's why that's why it comes down to like the motivation thing because it's like, what's why is he doing all this? Why For respect? He, I guess maybe he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But then why are we out in the desert like with the Tuscan Raiders for three episodes? Um, and then, so at the end, it goes from, at the start of the series, he wants to, like, run the town as a crime lord. But then by the end of the series, he is saying, like, I can't, we can't let the town get destroyed. These are my people. I'm not going to, the Pikes are like, get out of town. He's like, no, I can't leave them. I can't leave my people. So now he's just, like, running this city. And he's, like, a benevolent mayor type like or lord of the town or whatever um there's no reason he's not shown ever like liking humans we see him falling in and having the tuscan raiders be his family and now he's like i gotta protect these random people that i've never been shown to care about until this exact episode at the end little kids are going up to him like mr bobo mr bobo we love you and he's like we're not the right type of people for this. And it's like, well, you, you're the one that asked to be the Lord of the town. <laughs> so why are you whining about it? That's fair, Brian. Brian. It, I feel like it could have just been resolved with just like one flashback scene with, you know, him working for Jabba and like doing something that he doesn't want to do to give a little bit more backstory on yeah. like why I want to change things for them. But yeah, we got yeah. Jabba was like, go to uh, this bookie and like, you know, break his legs. And then he's like, please don't break my legs. I got to go harvest. My family's not going to be able to eat if I'm crippled. And he's like, well, I guess I got to do it because I work for Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, or he had to cut off. That's like the most basic thing you could possibly think of. And that provides at least like a, boy, I'm really conflicted about what I'm doing. Just not like, well, I guess I'm a good guy now. Yeah, or the like team leader for the mods group. Like, if he had to cut off her arm, and that's why she had to get a modification, mm-hmm. like comes yeah. back or something, that would yeah. have been interesting. You know, that's a but, great yeah. idea. Well, we're fixing the series right before my right. eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Travis, you had something to say? Well, what Chris said was when Boba Fett comes into the town and he's trying to take the town over again with his five people. It's like, how does he think he's gonna do that when everybody? has thought he's been dead this entire time and he shows up to town it's like you send these two assassins at him and that's basically going to solve the problem but that didn't work but it's like where was boba's mindset at 
if he wants to be this lord of the town, he needs to have more of an army or at least some sort of muscle before he even wants to do that. Well, well, not only that, one of the other bads that I had that is that he like Boba gets constantly undermined by his own team. Like he's not even the like he's not really even the leader. Like, did you feel like he was the leader? Like every time he had a plan, hey, let's go back to the palace. No, we need to stay in town, sir. It's like, yeah, let's stay in Middletown then, because that's yeah. the thing. And then Fennec Shan corrected him too in the last episode of something that he should have done that he wanted to do. And the entire time I'm like, isn't Boba supposed to be like like you know, a strategist? He like understands how to fight. He he gets the advantage. He's supposed to be good at planning out things. He's supposed to be this ruthless bounty hunter. And in no at no time in the series did I feel that way. Like that he he's good at anything except lay in the back to tank like he 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 perfected that pretty well but the other stuff i just wasn't a great fighter he he wasn't good at leading his people because his people kept undermining him and giving him better better suggestions so to me i just felt like boba fett just wasn't cool in this series i don't know how else to say it he just wasn't cool he wasn't what we thought we were going to get with him and if if this wasn't a, a series called The Book of Boba Fett, I don't think we'd be as upset. Like if it was entire it uh, entitled Tales of Star Wars, like you mentioned earlier, Chris, I think we would have been okay with it. But you're supposed to make Boba Fett cool. That's what you're supposed to do in this series. And you did not. You failed. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah, especially with how little we got to see of it with the movies. This was their time to like correct that and give us a little yeah. bit more in-depth. And just it was just so meh. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you you could have done six episodes of him going to six different planets and getting six different bounties and have six different types of stories. You know, here's one where he has a moral dilemma. Here's one where he's outmatched. Fill in the blanks, but it would have been like interesting. They picked like the most boring, like he's going to stand around for six episodes. He basically just stands in one spot talking to Fennec Shan over his shoulder. What should we do? Well, I don't know. How about we do this? Uh, uh, like sleepily reciting lines in a mono. Both, I mean, I guess you like Fennec Shan. That's fine. I thought she was kind of just flat and boring too. Just like flatly talking to each other about what their strategy was and then barely, barely delivering on it. <laughs> She was just cooler than Boba Fett. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not, it's not hard. It wasn't yeah. hard. Yeah. I thought some of her yet. fight. Yeah. Some of her fight scenes were cool. Like when she scaled mm -hmm. the building to chase down the assassins and stuff like that. I thought that yeah. was just cool. It's just like, yeah. I don't expect Fennec Shan to be a graceful speaker or somebody with great plans. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be Boba and Boba falls short of that the entire series. So mm -hmm. um, that's how I feel. Um, let's go into the ugly. You said, Chris, that most of yours kind of like teeters on bad and ugly. So you guys ready to go in the ugly? Yeah. I had a couple more bads. Okay, go ahead. We can move on. Okay. Go, um, go, uh, give us one more and then just turn all the other bads into uglies and then we'll okay. just dissect this thing up. So go <laughs> ahead. Sounds Brian. good. Um, I, I think one of the bads for me was, um, not having more of the twins in it. I almost think they should have flipped the storyline of, um, making them more instead of the pikes. And, you know, if they would have kept the, you know, the Tuscans like having an alliance with the Pikes and having them kind of help Boba get rid of the twins, I think I would have liked that more. Just even more that could have gone more into the backstory with 
Jabba and why he wants to change things even more. So, yeah, I wish we would have got to see them a little bit more in this. I agree. That sounds far more interesting than what we got. Uh, Travis? Yeah, that would have been great because when they left, they made it sound like something was going to happen when it was just the pikes that they're referring to. But it would have been cool if they like lied and then they, you know, turned against him in the end, kind of like all the rival uh, gangs in the city did at the end, too. So that would have been way better if they would have done that, too. But they didn't. Shocker. Shocker. Okay, let's get into some ugly guys. The ugly. The ugly. <laughs> Ew. Okay, let's start with uh maybe since we're with you already, Travis, let's just do another one with you. Give us your first ugly. All right, boys. Just remember one at a time and then we'll just we'll keep piling on. That's what we're gonna do here. So is a bad guy ever a bad guy in Star Wars? So feel free to add to this list, okay? And I'm just I'm just going to stick with this, and then I'll throw in a couple more. But Boba Fett, we all think he's bad, right? Empire Strikes Back. No disintegrations. Yes. Tusken Raiders, we think they're bad, right? The Rancor, we never would think that that would be a good character, okay? They Dameron. were depressed, though. He was depressed. Yeah, okay. yeah you're, <laughs> right, you're right. right. And he, was a, he was young, too, right? Yeah. Uh, the Gamorrean guards, they've always been bad because they've been with Jabba. Chrysanthemum, I mean, he starts off bad and, like, awesome, and then, of course, he comes to Boba Fett's side. Uh, Fennec Shan, she was bad. She was a bounty hunter, and she was doing, you know all the bounty hunting that was uh, I think one of the episodes she was trying to get Omega right in the bad batch. Mm, like she was yes. trying to capture her. Um, that major uh, Domo guy that the Twi'lek uh, that was the speaker. I mean, he was mm-hmm. bad and then he ends up kind of being good at the end. I mean, he didn't die at the end, but still. Um, so then other characters that I'm trying to think of, so Kylo Ren, he starts off as bad, and at the end, he's basically a good guy. We won't get into that, but basically, <laughs> if you think of guys who are only bad, Ryan, this is probably why you love him so much, but Darth Maul. Oh, yes. And then uh, Palpatine. It's like those are the only two who are like actual bad people who have, like, they have one focus. And there's no no good about them, basically. So it's just frustrating that some of these characters all go to like the good side. And like we I don't want to root for half of these people, but they end up turning them to the good side. So then we're kind of cheering them on. I mean, I didn't mind Chrysanthemum because he was actually cool, but it would have been mm-hmm. nice for him to be an actual bad guy all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the major things that I, I found frustrating about this. Yeah, no, that's a great point because um, mm-hmm. like other than your generic bad guys, like the stormtroopers and blah, blah, blah. Although mm-hmm. Finn, Finn kind of over like turned that on its head as oh. well, like stormtroopers, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Cad Bane's bad for the sake of being bad, but like, yeah, you're right. Overall, 
it's not hard. Like that seems this seems to be the trend going with Star Wars that there's these few mm-hmm. that will be bad, but then everyone, even like Darth Vader, turns good again. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It, I think that's part of a, my bigger gripe is this is all owned by Disney, and I don't think we can ever get like it's the issue with Slave One them changing the name. It's unfortunately just having Disney. We're not going to get what we exactly want just because it's it's a franchise geared towards selling toys and just like kids in general. So they've got a sugarcoat almost everything. Uh, to be fair, I think a lot of us as kids own something that had slave one, you know, like a slave one toy <laughs> exactly, or action exactly. figures. So I don't know how. That- and as a person of color, I've just like, from that perspective, absolutely like has nothing to do. Star Wars is such a irrelevant thing to even have to do anything with the name of that ship. So you, you mean it's fiction and, and it has nothing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. No, I just, uh, I, I agree 100% with what Travis said. I thought the same thing with the Tusken Raiders. Like, I guess they, they really piled it on heavy or thick that, like, these are like the Native Americans of Tatooine. And mm-hmm. you just don't understand them. They're not treated fairly, which isn't like an inherently like bad concept. But as to what he said, where it's like they can't just be like scary villains anymore, because it's like in episode two, they kidnap and murder Anakin's mom for like no reason. They just like kidnap and kill people. And now it's like, well, you know, they're nice. They got families. You know, I guess maybe we're supposed to feel bad for him, like when Anakin kills them all. But like, it's just very like weird that it's like, okay, a little while ago, they were killing (laughs) Shmi Skywalker for no reason and now it's like they're they're good don't worry about it yeah no that's a good point even the Rancor like I I felt like the Rancor in Star Wars is like a Tyrannosaurus Rex right like a mindless thing that just like eats mm-hmm. whatever's in front of it and it's like mm-hmm. no he's depressed and you haven't watched Bad Batch yet but they even go further into the Rancor story which I just that's for kids and I'm like okay that's fine whatever but mm-hmm. um I just I just don't need a depressed rancor in my Star Wars. That's not something I want or need. I don't understand why they have to do this with like the characters. Go ahead, Chris. I I did like I will put it back this back into good. I did like Danny Trejo showing up as the rancor keeper and just I mean, like obviously like Danny Trejo is like a fun actor. And then to have him in his own voice being like the witches of Dathomir ride you know train and ride the rancors like that's just a fun like actorly thing to see happen like you never would think in a million years danny trejo is doing like deep star wars lore so i did like that okay yeah no that that's not bad but again you you can you can learn how to ride wild beasts and tame them without being like mm-hmm. yeah they're depressed this one mm-hmm. this one needs some anxiety medication you know what i'm saying like i don't <laughs> i'm not i'm not about that life uh brian do you got an ugly uh yeah, two. Um, I did not like the Cad Bane death scene. He's probably not dead, but just that whole like way that it went down, I was not a fan of at all. Um, what I think they should have done was have Cad Bane in the back to tank instead and just be like, you owe me one sort of a scenario mm-hmm. and keep him kind of going in the series. But I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. see him again. I just wasn't a huge fan of just like the closing scene with him. I think they should have done a better job with that. Um, but yeah, what I brought up earlier, just the 
entire thing with Boba should have just been done in a three arc kind of episode and then do something else with that. Cause yeah, it wasn't needed for seven episodes, which we didn't even get him for seven episodes. So. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It was interesting because apparently the rumor was the Boba Fett. It was actually supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be an hour and 30 or two hour movie. And the director of the fantastic four, the, newest one that wasn't really good he was supposed to direct it but i think once that movie flopped they canceled the boba fett and then mm-hmm. and then they went with this television series which was you know mm-hmm. um not not great at all so uh chris you got an ugly for us um yeah let's go let's talk about the final fight um actually let's backtrack a little bit the whole like free talent thing Again, that's piling on like the Western motif. Like Freetown, I think is like a really dumb name for us. Thank Wars you, Chris. Town. That was part mm-hmm. of one of my ugliest mm-hmm. dumb name. Anyway, um, but the whole thing. So you have a whole entire planet, right? And they're running drugs on the ground. There's a giant desert, 500 miles wide, and they need to drive their drugs or spice right through the middle of this thinky town where deputy rail and Gibbons is protecting. Like it just like such a lack of imagination. Like, okay, maybe they can't fly it because the Republic is watching the skies. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, there's an untold planet, a flat desert, anywhere you could possibly look, but we got to drive it through this tiny little town and have a confrontation with the marshal. Marshal gets killed. So then fast forward to we need to get troops for this climactic fight. And the Mandalorian is like, hey, what you guys should come help us out. Help us defeat the Pikes. Why do any of these people like care? What They're all in the middle of nowhere in Freetown. And he's, this is before Deputy Raylan Gibbons gets shot. And he's like, you got to come help us out. Well, whatever happens in the big city is like not their problem, but he's like, you got to help us stop the pikes and I guess maybe like stop the spice from flowing. It just seems like really, it's like asking a bunch of like farmers, like, hey, let's go down to Chicago and like fight the gangs. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean, that's like, kind of like the exact like, you know, analogy. So I thought that was yeah. like so, it was so dumb. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That, that, that again, I think you you hit it when you said a lack of imagination. Like you just didn't really think all this through. Um, let's see. Uh, did Brian? Do you got another ugly? Yeah. Um, should we get into the mod biker gang? <sighs> do you, do we want to? Yes. Let's hey, do it. I'm just as a, as a person who is a like a Power Rangers fan. Me too. I I love them to death. But just this was not it for me. Just the the aesthetics of them. Um, the, the, my main gripe with it was just like, okay, if you're modding your body and you want to be cool, like why can't we incorporate some sort of weapons? They had the smallest pistols I've ever seen <laughs> in Star Wars for the Thank entire you. thing. Thank you for saying that. It you've was got a, a uh. you've got a guy with a like an eye that looks like a laser. I think in the last episode, he was helping like Chrysanthemum up with the other like mod leader and like some guys were firing at them and he does this like spin around 
and I'm thinking he's going to use a laser out of his eye. I'm like, oh, that'll be kind of sweet. And no, he just pulls out his little pistol. And I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Just like having more mods sort of just like <laughs> that could actually be <laughs> useful. I just, yeah, I'm just thinking like the, the aesthetic of what they needed to be was similar to just like more of the Knights of Ren sort of thing where, you know, if they've got some sort of staffs or something like that with some like electric stuff, that would have been cooler. But I think they just went the wrong direction with these guys. But that spin though, man, that spin. That spin. Yeah. Oh, what a waste. Uh, Travis? There's two times. Well, there should be more, but two times that I'll admit that I was very embarrassed to watch this show. <laughs> One was the spin. The other was the scooter chase scene you know, <laughs> that went at about two miles an hour. I yeah. mean, it was just utterly ridiculous and embarrassing. So do you guys know that the director of the episode with the biker gang, I think he did more, but when they first showed up was the Spy Kids director. He directed the Spy mm -hmm. Kids movie. Not know that. Yeah, so um, it's it, it par for the course. And can we also, real quick, uh, Chris, I'll get you in a second, but the the clothing they were wearing too did not match what Tatooine was about. They're supposed to be these like homely kids, right? Like homeless, yeah. striped, and they like yeah. yeah, and they got like these Gucci pieces of clothing on. I'm just like, what what are we doing here? That's not yeah, how they dress. Even they are they're stealing water because they don't have enough money for that. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. how do you have money for these bikes and all these modifications? <laughs> but you can't get water? What? Right. Exactly exactly. It was just like it was the worst idea in Star Wars history, I think. And one of the most underrated best parts of episode seven. Uh, was when one of those uh, bikers, uh, their, one of their bikes got destroyed. It it made me cheer. <laughs> I was hoping they would all get destroyed. But anyway, go, go ahead, Chris. Um, no, I actually like, I didn't hate them. Like the execution was bad. I didn't like hate them as a concept, except for like we talked about, I mean, they can't just be like nasty little street urchins. It's like, well, they just need the guiding hand of Boba Fett to like set them on straight and narrow. Um, because you had that episode where they got introduced, the great character actor Stephen Root was completely wasted, but he was the water monger, and he's like, "Actually, you're the you're the nasty old man. I'm on the the mod side." But that's neither here nor there. My, what I wanted to say was, um, I had a realization that um, so they're called mods because they do body modifications, but also they're called mods. So back in the 1960s in Britain, there was a subculture called the mods, which is like where the who came out of, because it was like the mods versus the rockers and the mods like all drove around like scooters and like dressed really like snappily. And I realized that because there was a guy in the mod gang who was literally wearing like a suit and tie. So it's like I it was like a oh no like a realization like that's also like what they were doing is that they were supposed to be like 1960s British mod culture um, except for the girl who is dressed like 2003 like Julian Casablancas like Brooklyn hipster or something like that but that, and yeah. that's where I go like this is this is like fan fiction to me. It's like, OK, it's cool mm -hmm. if you're like making a fan fiction and you want to integrate these things into your fan fiction. I'm fine with it. Might be a good read online if I'm bored or something like that back when I was like 15. But 
but this is not like it's this is not about your story. This is about the Star Wars story. And you have to put what you want to put in there, like aside if it does not fit with the Star Wars. And for Tatooine, they were just too much for me. That's the thing. They were just too much. Yeah. Anyway, um, let me let me go to one of my uglies. I'm going to I'm going to say Grogu coming back was a little bit of an ugly for me um, just because it diminished the sacrifice that Mando and Grogu made at the end of Mandalorian, uh, the season two of Mandalorian. Uh, it was supposed to be this big moment where like they both had to let go and Grogu was going to go off and um, train with Luke and the Mandalorian had to figure out kind of what to do next, you know, and they kind of like diminished that moment. I feel like by having them come back together, especially so soon. If, if that makes sense. So I, that's a little bit of an ugly for me. I re- really wish they would have waited longer to have the, them coming back together. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. I mean, the whole season two was him trying to find his people and, you know, finally gets that. And then in, you know, two episodes, he's just like, Nope, I'm going to dip. See you later. It, yeah. It did diminish it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you had something too. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really stupid in the final fight, um, there's a giant death droid blowing up the town and Amy Sedaris mechanic rides her rickshaw directly in the battle. It's like, what? What's going on? And he's like, get out of here. And it's like, you didn't hear the thousands of gunshots going off from a mile away. And then like, you didn't hear it until, and then you bring the baby into it. Um, really contrived, really stupid. Yeah, I want to add to that, actually, too, because so, you know, like I was talking about, like the way they made Cad Bane was a little out of character, especially at the end when, you know, he should have probably ran, you know, and, and just fight for another day. I felt like it was out of character for Luke Skywalker to send Grogu back all by himself. Yes, yes. Don't you don't like he like he he made Grogu cho- uh, choose which one he wanted, which is fine. But then he's like, we're just going to send him randomly to this place where I have no idea what's going on. And then R2. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he's like, no idea what's going on. And R2 is going to drop him off and then leave right away. Like not even R2 escorted him. Right. He's like, so R2 goes back. I was just like, why would Luke wouldn't do that? I don't feel like Luke would have done that. So I felt like that was poor writing again. Um, Just not understanding who the character is. Mm-hmm. yeah okay man we are killing this show travis you got another ugly <laughs> oh of course i do ryan <laughs> um so we all know what a back to tank is right <laughs> we've seen it before this show and anybody we've seen it in empire strikes back where luke mm-hmm. is getting healed in it and i'm sure there's been other references to it but good Lord, could we just give the back to tank a rest in this season? <laughs> Any type of injury and off to the back, back to tank they go. It's like their automatic healer. It was mm-hmm. just way too much of the back to tank and it kind of got a little annoying. And now it's like a running joke that like if you get a scratch on you, just go in the back to tank and heal up basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was stupid how much they incorporated it. And like Boba Fett constantly being in there in the first couple episodes. So, yeah. 
no, you're right. It was annoying. We got to see uh, Darth Vader, I think, in it too. Uh, when Anakin Skywalker, uh, Rogue right. One, I think, right? We got yep. to see yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, Luke Brian, was in it, correct? Yeah, Luke was yeah. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, you got another ugly for us? Um, the rampaging rancor through the streets, like. <laughs> Boba not taking the advice of going to the palace from the modders and then just being like, yeah, we'll just do it in the middle of this town. I'm trying to save. And then just like the rancor gets loose and just demolishes everything. At that point, like he should have just grabbed, you know, the slave one and just came through the town and took care of the firestorm my bad my bad the (laughs) firestorm just brought that guy through the town and just like taking care of those guys and yeah i just i did not like that kind of like rampaging and like just to have groku just like go up to and touch him be like go to sleep i was just like okay yeah no i agree i didn't even think of that because the whole point of them staying in the city was to protect it from being destroyed yeah. And then he ends up destroying it anyway. Technically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's a great point. Chris, you got, got some? Um, yeah, that was a really, like I, I said earlier, you know, I like seeing Grogu show up. He's enjoyable. But um, his very first appearance in The Mandalorian, he puts a giant animal to sleep. So, like, the climax of this, be, that whole episode being that I guess maybe the Rancor is a little bigger. But like it just fell flat for me because it's like we've seen him done that do this before. It's not like a it's not a wow moment. It's like wow, look at what Grogu can do. It's like yeah, that's kind of like in his bag of tricks already. So it just was like kind of dumb because it's I don't know we've seen it. I mean I guess it was cute. It was cute. He then curled up and went to sleep, nestled next to the raincore. But just the mere fact not that he here did for it, the cuteness. Like, <laughs> just yeah, the mere fact that he did it. I was like whatever. Again, again, it's not something I need in Star Wars. It's like it, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's how, kind of how it's. It's not what I need in Book of Boba Fett. That's, <laughs> that's I, I wish we would have gotten a little bit less into that. I I like Grogu. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> more of just like bounty hunters and developing yeah. that. So, Chris, you got a, another ugly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just and then I'm I'm gonna keep going into that last fight because it went on for like forty minutes. But there's a giant uh death droid with impenetrable shields and after like a minute of shooting lasers at it and nothing going through i guess let's just shoot at it for another 15 minutes and see what happens <laughs> we'll fly up next to it we'll shoot it from point blank range oh, that didn't work well let's just keep shooting it um so that was just like it's just dumb that's that's a good point um yeah I, I don't have anything to add to that, but that's a great point. That's a great point. Travis, you have some? Well, well, you can go, Ryan, but I'm going to break down a couple fight scenes that were pretty terrible. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sense. Well, you're okay, my guest. So, you go first. So the one with that Chris was talking about um, the whole droid. So I thought the droids were actually pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. giant destroyer droids, you know, mm-hmm. from what I could tell, but they could have easily destroyed and killed the people they're fighting. There was moments where the, the droid was like, I don't know what it was doing. If it was like installing an update from windows 95 (laughs) or what, but it was just sitting there doing nothing when it could have easily have killed the rancor because they had like their little standoff and like, it wasn't shooting at them. 
there's just so many moments that I was like, this thing could easily wipe this whole town out. And it just, it went so slow. And well, you see what happened is they installed a stormtrooper underscore dot exe program, program into yep. the uh, droid brain. So that's why they missed yes. everything. So there wasn't any consistency with it basically being able to like destroy anything. And then all of a sudden it can't shoot when it needs to shoot. And then yeah. another thing I didn't understand what was going on. So at the very end of that fight scene, you have the town of free, whatever it's called. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom, freedom. town. They get themselves backed into this corner and I don't quite understand what, the two girls plan was so they needed a sniper and they trade mm. the guns with the guy with the, the giant rifle which Brian you already touched on it but the, the little pistol gun is it's like a pea shooter Whoa. basically you know real, real quick you know what it reminds me of is Men in Black you remember when uh, yeah. Men in Black yeah. uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones yeah. gave Will Smith that little gun yeah anyway go ahead Travis it didn't have that kind of firepower though no, no. it did not but yeah. Travis what that was called was a meat cute so they can say oh see here's two two ladies having a little moment uh, <laughs> so for the future that's what that was but yeah, oh, yeah, getting the higher ground, how would have that done anything? Your firepower still can't go through the shield. Exactly. So. I didn't understand what they're getting at. They're like, we need to get to higher ground. But then they get to higher ground. It's not like the bullet's going to be able to penetrate the shield from up there. And so what was their plan? I don't quite understand what was happening there. Neither did the writers. They just thought yeah. it'd be something good to put in the show. Like, girl, you know, the girl's communicating and getting up to higher ground they made it up the stairs awesome <laughs> um along with the final fight so although i really love the jetpack scene um when they were getting shot by the pikes how n not one shot uh like all the shots hit their armor like every shot that hit hit their armor not one accidentally hit them and I thought that was a little silly too, real quick. Like uh, just an ugly, how many times they were getting shot. Not one of them accidentally hit them in the leg or, you know, mm -hmm. in those, those uh, areas where they don't have the armor on every single time they got hit, it was in the armor. I thought that was pretty convenient considering the amount of fi people firing at them. So I, I got to give yeah. that an ugly, although I still like the scene in general, but it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, my disbelief was not was there because it was just like as many shots accidentally one should have hit them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go around the room again. I'm sure we can do it. Uh, Brian, you got another ugly for us. Um, yeah, I just, I not anything specific, just more on just the series itself. Mm -hmm. I just, I wish it would have just focused it a lot more on just bounty hunters in general getting more on that because even if you were to just start some sort of guild instead of just coming to a town and taking over that just being like just you know the bounties that we want to do i could see that more and then incorporating more stuff get bosk in there and stuff oh, that would have been, so been cool yeah yeah that would have been really cool like missed uh, opportunities yeah an ig88 would have been cool to have in yeah. there too yeah that would have all been pretty awesome um Let's see, Travis, you got another ugly? Yeah, I have a couple more. So to go along with the back to tank and fight scenes. So the one with Chrysanthemum where he gets into the palace where Boba Fett is in the back to tank. 
Ryan, we talked about this. <sighs> so he gets Boba Fett, and we all know what a Wookiee can do to people. He can rip arms off of people. And Boba <laughs> Fett's just like sitting there getting picked but up. Does, by doesn't he try to crush him? Yeah, like, yeah. Some, I don't know what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, his but... back should be broken. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's going on. And then <clears throat> the mod gang is downstairs. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they heard that the fighting was going on, they didn't run up there. They come around the corner and they're walking towards Chrysanthemum. <laughs> I'm like, there's no sense of urgency <laughs> here that your master is about to die. <laughs> I just thought that was so stupid. I'm going to add to that. Uh, first of all, Boba should have been dead the way that fight took place. Okay. I, I'm not saying that Boba can't win that fight, but if you're going to write the fight to be that way, he should have been dead. Okay. Let's just yeah. throw that out there. How yeah. he wasn't immediately put back into the back the tank blows my mind. Like he goes in there for everything else. But after this sneak attack mm-hmm. by the Wookiee who broke his back, basically, he's like, no, I'm okay. As he's exiting the fight, so the the fight goes into the room where the Rancor pit is, right? They didn't have the Rancor at that time yet. Uh, Boba Fett has no idea what's going on down there, and he's okay, so he can walk. And what he decides to put on is his armor. Wait, no, he doesn't put on his armor. He puts on a robe as he's entering the room where the fight's taking place. A robe. (laughs) You just got attacked by this this powerful Wookiee. You know a fight's taking place, and you're putting on a robe. Why aren't you putting on your armor? That horrible, horrible writing. On top of that, like we get a scene where Fennec Shan is talking to Boba, and oh, the huts are outside. Oh, here's a gift. We we tried to kill you, but here's a gift. This rancor. How did they know that that Boba won the fight? How, how do they know that 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 their Wookiee lost, right? Very true. Like probably because he didn't. He stayed overnight. Like they figured the job would have been done, and he would have came back home. But we don't want to explain anything in this show. <laughs> but like, how do they know? They don't. And they're like, oh, and then we got this gift. It's Wookiee for you. You can have him hey, too. They but- might not have known and just brought the Rancor just in case you survive. Be like, this will smooth it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was awful. I just like that whole fight scene was horrible. Um, no, and to get like, you got saved by five modders and you couldn't like take care of it. I just black or Santham getting trapped by them was just like, really? Come on. I, yeah. I don't oh, like know. It was Fennec Shan that tra- trapped him, not the monsters. I, yes, yeah, but no, I still gotcha, them gotcha. being in yeah. the room, just it, be like, oh yeah, we did this. Yeah. No, it, it, <laughs> or, yeah, him coming in the room and just being like, they've, they're going to take care of this without me. It's just like, okay. Yeah. No, it cheapens, it cheapens like him, taking it or taking him as a threat when a he didn't rip boba fett too and then a bunch of uh stupid teens are like poking at him with their switchblades or whatever and he's not just like backhanding them into five pieces it's like if he's supposed to be scary like have him like rip some people in two <laughs> Good, okay another thing too that i forgot in the final fight scene how oh, real is chrysanthemum Oh, Real quick, but I'll let you bring that up. But I just wanted to add, it doesn't even tell us how the Wookiee got in. Brett Black and Sanson got in. 
Well, like where yeah. where are the guards? Where is everybody? Also, How does he get to, into this pla- palace? It's like well, he just shows up, and we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the flashback scene with Fennec and like all the security that's there. Did that just like disappear? And now you can just like get in through an open window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Travis. So, so the final fight scene again with Chrysanthemum. How many times did he get shot and not die? He has the one scene where he's <clears throat> he's out in the middle of the open getting shot. And then his like leg looks like it's broken or his foot looks like it's broken. And then he falls down. And then Boba Fett's like, cover me, even though they should have already been trying to cover Chrysanthemum running back to him. And then he <laughs> runs out there, saves him. And then Chrysanthemum's like healed within like five minutes and they're running away from these droids. And then Chrysanthemum turns around and is like, I'm going to fight this droid by myself. And then he gets smacked into a wall and then he's fine again five minutes later. It was just like, is he like, does he have a back to tank following him around? Constantly <laughs> like flowing through his veins? Go ahead, yeah. Brian. They, they didn't really touch on it, which was kind of sad with him, but he has modifications. He's almost like, wolverine where he has this like exoskeleton to help him like heal and all that but they didn't say anything about that but you're just supposed to imagine like oh yeah he's good which yeah they should have just developed more right so my 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 only yeah my only question of that then is to what point does that exoskeleton not protect him or is he indestructible yeah and and then if he did break his leg how did that happen Right. If if he's supposed to have this exoskeleton that makes him indestructible and if his leg was broken, which it looked like it. Right. Like that. I, 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 I that was one of my complaints. And then like a minute later, he's running again. How does that happen? You know what I'm saying? Didn't the uh, didn't he get like carried off like this giant seven foot, 500 pound Wookiee got like, come on, buddy. And like the two like. 90 pound teens like that was them. that was later on right before they spin the spin them out of the scene yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 uh that's just just more writing to me just writing flaws that i just feel like could have made this show a lot better if they would have fixed up a lot of the writing uh that i'm glad you brought that up travis that that was on my list too and i'm just like uh I'm i had the writing the robe part because i forgot about that oh the robe yeah. That is probably other than like the biker gang showing up um, the worst part of the series to me. I just like you're heading into a battle and you're putting on your robe and not your armor. Good for you, man. I'm glad you're that confident in yourself, but it wasn't good. Okay. Any more uglies guys? I got uh, tr- Let me just shoot them out quick. Okay. Really fast. Okay. So the biker gang, you just brought them up, mm-hmm. but their outfits that they wore. Ugh. I just, it's like they went to Goodwill, put a patch of their symbol on them, and that was it. And it was just like, these are terrible, and it's stupid. I didn't enjoy that. Um, the rat-catching droid scene was like five minutes too long, where uh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are down there, and they're trying to get this stupid droid. That was unnecessary. And lastly... This whole show is supposed to be about Boba Fett and he's not in it for like two episodes. So that's a huge no, no. If you're going to write a show about someone. Yeah. That was my biggest overall ugly. Just like it's the book of Boba Fett and we're just like not getting what we need from him at all. Just even to his just like 
Fennec is more in control of situations than he, he is, and it should be the opposite way. Yeah, that that overarching, like even even more so than him being gone for two episodes, if they would have made him cool the rest of the episodes and like make us understand how good he was, I'd be totally okay with it. The problem was, is you deviated from your story of Boba Fett and we haven't established anything, any reason why I think this character is awesome. Like that, that's a problem. And I think that that ultimately is the ugly overarching ugly for me is that Boba Fett was the least coolest character in his own show. Like I thought the Marshall was cooler than him. Uh, go ahead brian yeah and like just thinking of mandalorian season two like in no part of that did they ever like hint on like um him being weak or needing like a back to tank to heal like he obviously had the scars but like he was in full fighting force like we got more cool stuff out of him with that than we did out of this season yeah that's a good point uh travis even when mando cut his leg with the the dark saber they didn't throw him in the back to tank for that yeah yeah uh real quick the armor showing up with the other mandalorian that was pretty cool we have none of us mentioned that but i'm just gonna end it uh, book end it there any other uglies guys go ahead go ahead chris you got another one yeah i I just got a couple quick hits and then a question but um i actually think it started off at its worst and then it could only go up when we'd want to talk about fight scenes in the very first episode when he's walking through the town and he gets surrounded by the guys with like vibro shields and like poke so they surround him and then they're just like and they're both that's going and like ducking and dodging like over the way and it's like that's and way too like, fast, Chris. You got to slow it down. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I should slow down. Um, that was the worst scene in the whole series. So it, there could only be improvement from that because I was so bad. Um, it was so slow, uh, like Travis said. Um, a, a micro complaint I have is that it's set up in the original Star Wars that uh, Moss Eisley Moss is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And this series did not take place in Moss Eisley. It takes place in a totally different city. It just seems like a very easy thing to like, it's like, okay, now we're, we we can see why Moss Eisley is so bad. <laughs> and they just punted that. Um, my question is, this is like a, a meh thing for me. It's kind of more of like an overall complaint with like, I guess, a philosophy in Star Wars. But I really didn't care for... Uh, the whole thing with Luke training Grogu where he's going back to the old Jedi way of like, you're not allowed to have attachments. Like you have to decide if it was, if it was just like, is your heart really in it? Do you want to be with uh, your pop pop or do you want to be with me? Like that would have been fine, but to specifically bring back the bad prequel writing where it's like, Oh, if you have any attachments whatsoever, you're you're gonna go to the dark side. It's bad. I always thought that was incredibly stupid, um, and it's rooted in George Lucas getting divorced and him going, "Well, if I cut myself off from my feelings, I won't feel any pain anymore." <laughs> and so that's that's what the Jedi are gonna be like. They're not gonna have any feelings at all. So, um, <laughs> so it's interesting. So what do you guys was... think about that? Is my yeah, question. So... So uh, let, 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 let uh, Brian go first. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one part of it I didn't like just because like, isn't that kind of what what Luke did? Was he left his training with Yoda to go save his friends? 
That's exactly what Grogu wants to go do. And it's, yeah, I also Ahsoka, you know, you know, the teacher will, you know, train the master. It's like learn a different way of how to do it instead of copying the old set because that's obviously didn't work. So yeah, I didn't like that as well. It's like this loop now, I guess maybe he did because it's set up where, you know, he, uh, he failed with Kylo Ren and then he like vanished, but it's like, so now at this point, is he like, Luke, uh, Leia and Han, I don't care about you guys anymore because this is the Jedi way. I would guess not because I would be like sad, but. <laughs> so, so do you got any take on this, Travis? Um, just, well, Luke obviously saw and he knows what happened to the Jedi Order, how all that unfolded. Like the Jedi were wrong in a way to get involved with everything that they were getting involved in. So you would think that he would want to make a change at the end. And I didn't think about that at all, Chris. So I'm just trying to think of it right now. But basically, yeah, why make Grogu make a choice? Why can't he have both? You know? Mm -hmm. So, so actually, I got a hot take on this, uh, Travis, Travis and Chris. You'll appreciate me on this because this is usually your realm is the hot take realm. The Jedi. Get, hold on, you should get a hot take alarm also. For <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll work on that. But so I understand where the Jedi were coming from. I'm not saying they were right, but the whole point of the Jedi Order was to basically to to keep like fight the Sith, right? Like, so you get you got to be the opposite. Feelings are emotions are are evil essentially right attachments because that leads you down to the dark side where you start using the force for selfish reasons right and then you become palpatine or darth vader or whatever right or anakin like he, he the whole reason why he went i mean there's other reasons which would be a cool podcast to do is like talk about anakin's like story arc and how he became into darth vader and there was a lot of other things other than the Jedi way that did that to him, for instance, like the Jedi Council, including like Mace Windu treating him differently because I think Mace Windu was a little jealous of who who Anakin was was supposed to be. Right. But the what the Jedi saw was was two options. Right. You let you let them have attachment and risk that if something happens to the ones that they love, that they would go to the dark side. Right. Because you have no idea. Or you just X off attachments. So the, the the evil in that is you don't allow people to get attached to other people, but you X off the fact that if you if you take away attachments, they're not going to get to less likely they go to the dark side, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the comics, Qui-Gon Jinn almost went to the dark side because he was in love with another Jedi who got killed, right? So mm -hmm. he but he almost went to the the dark side. And there's other examples of that. So mm -hmm. really the Jedi Order was how do we prevent the Sith from coming back, right? And how we can prevent that is by when we trade Jedi, we take away the attachment. So there's there's no way that they can become like jealous or angry. You know, you take away that jealousy, that anger, that the the um what's it called? The um the the fear. Yeah, the fear of loss. Right. That's mm -hmm. a good the fear of loss. You take that away, we won't have to worry about the Sith. So it was like the, the lesser of two evils in their mind. And that's mm -hmm. why the Jedi Order established it the way that they did. And I'm not saying necessarily what they were right in the way they did it, but mm -hmm. you can understand what they were getting at because their whole point was to stop the Sith. And Travis, you're mm -hmm. right as far as like them getting involved in the war. However, 
they were supposed to be protecting democracy, right? Like the right for democracy. And if they didn't get involved, it was going to go to where eventually went, which was a dictatorship and and um, Emperor Palpatine ruling. So I think a lot of people are very for some reason, I, I don't get it, but there's a lot of people that hate the Jedi Order, and I'm just like, why? Why do we hate it no, so much? They're I, like weird, emotionless monk yeah. types. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Anakin said it in, I think, episode two, where he talked about, like, uh, we're actually taught to love. So they're taught to love and be selfless, but just not mm-hmm. to be attached. So mm-hmm. there's there's obviously a little difference in that. Yeah, um, And I kind of, you know, maybe, like, like it, and it's a different universe as well. Like we always compare it to like the way we live sometimes. Yeah. And so like with the kids being trained at a young age, they go to their parents and be like, Hey, they got I hate that too. What's that? I hate that too. I think that's so stupid. We got to yeah. kidnap these infants and brainwash them. Well, we're right. But I think they talk to their parents first, right? Like they, they talk to their parents and be like, hey, they got the force, but they like to train to be a Jedi. And then it's just like any family that teaches their kids to what religion to be part of. Right. Like, this is- but also it's it's inherently uh, that's against I mean, we're 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 getting away from Boba Fett into like Star Wars theory. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, right. That's, it, that's like against like Empire Strikes Back, where it's basically like the forces is within all of you. The metachlorian thing, yeah. Yeah, metachlorian thing where it's like, well, there's only like special. There's, it's a, it's a select few that are special. It's not like whether like you have an attachment to the force. It's like, well, you're you're born with it. You're lucky. Well, well, we'll talk about that. I think on a different time because I have a theory about that as well. I think the force isn't everybody, but it just depends on whether you can tap into it on the amount of metachlorians you have. So it's a little different for everybody. Same. So Ryan, did you? Did you agree with how Luke handled that situation in that episode, sending Grogu away? Well, it's interesting because I feel like in Legends, which is no longer canon, I feel like he changed the way of the Jedi Order. But mm-hmm. I think Disney wants Rey to change the Jedi Order. So I mm. think I think they're setting Luke up to build the Jedi Order exactly the same way because they want Rey to be the one to change it. Because now I heard that they're talking about doing another trilogy with Rey. Um, that's the hot rumor right now. So interesting. But do I agree with it? No, but he does he it's interesting because you think like Yoda would be talking to through with this and like Obi-Wan would be talking him through with this and Anakin would be talking him through this. And it's just like, but we don't see him getting any guidance. So really, what does he have to work on besides the legends and the that he has? Well, yeah. yeah, he got yeah. guidance from Ahsoka, but he it's like he didn't listen to her at all. He just was kind of like, well, I'm just going to do it this way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be based on like the text, right, that he would have yeah. got. But I'm surprised like Yoda would be like, good idea. This is not, you know, something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. OK, no, but uh, good side discussion. We'll have to have a little bit more deeper discussion <laughs> on that at some other different time. But um. Let's do our ratings and review, and then we'll talk about review. Our rating. Yeah, our ratings. Let's just talk about our ratings. Sorry. 
I was thrown off track a little bit. And then we'll talk about some changes we would have made. So let's uh, start with uh, Brian. What was your rating of the show altogether? You're really going to make me start first. Okay, I'll start. I'll start first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't mind starting first if you want. And then just uh, no, I I, I can start first. It's fine. Um, Just because it's it's the book of Boba Fett. I'm going to give it a five and a half just because like what they did with that character did not give it justice at all. We got some cool stuff leading into like what the Mandalorian is about, but it really didn't help focus anything on Boba Fett. We got more cool stuff out of, you know, Mandalorian season two with him, you know, helping out on that and getting back to Tatooine. And yeah, I, I, I think they kind of missed the mark on this, which was very disappointing. I was really looking forward to the show and just did not pan out the way that I hoped it would. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good rating. 5.5. What about you, Chris? What do you think? Um, Yeah. I think that's, if I, if I go on a five-star rating, I'd say probably two because like all gangster crime Lord Boba stuff is a one all the Mandalorian stuff is like a three to 3.5. There were, there was stuff I like, we didn't, you know, like I did like, like the rank just for the absurdity of it. I did sort of like, like the Rancor fight. <laughs> and then, and then the Rancor went like King Kong on the city. Like it kind of went on too long where it's like, Oh, now we have to stop the Rancor from running around. But like that stuff was fine. There was a lot of like fine stuff. Um, but the the bad writing of the whole crime saga brings it all down. So I say two out of five. Okay. So out of 10, because that's what I do um, out of 10 okay. for this show. Um, four and a half. Okay. Okay. Four and a half, Travis. Well, Jingle Fett is probably one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. I love his blaster sound. I think it's one of the more unique sounds that Star Wars has that and the destroyer droids or droidicas, whatever you want to call them. So I was really looking forward to Boba Fett being awesome, hence the sweatshirt that I have. But overall, I'm going to give it a four. I I mean, Mandalorian saved it from being like a two for me because it was just so many things were wrong with it. But I'm giving it a four. And uh, hold on, here's my revelation for you, Ryan. One second. Okay. I'm excited about this. He has said he had a surprise. Oh boy. I'm hoping. <sighs> Let's go Mandalorian. <laughs> he switched it. He's all Mandalorian right now. <laughs> uh, conspiracy theory. I, I, I told this to my friend, Kevin, I said, they probably made, uh, they made Boba Fett so bad on purpose. So everybody would just gravitate to the Mandalorian that, you know, because it's Disney versus non Disney created characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My, mine's like a 3.2 guys. I have this way low. I will never watch this show again, maybe five and six uh, episode. Mm-hmm. If I want to watch anything, it would be episodes five and six. But mm-hmm. the best episodes, not including Boba Fett, that like docks it for me. I love mm-hmm. the the episode six, especially. I, I love that episode, but it had nothing to do with Boba Fett. Nothing. And if you're, enti- you're titled the book of Boba Fett and the character comes out less cool, then not only than what he was before, but every other character in the show, mm-hmm. besides maybe the biker gang, um, it, you lose a lot for me and a lot of points. So 3.2 for me, I just, uh, it was just, it, it keeps going down as I, I continue to talk about it. So 
3.2. I'm going to stamp it in there with a pencil. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I thought of another really bad thing really quick. Um, when Fennec Shan gets all shot up and he finds her in the desert and then brings her to the body modification and they purposely show him like replacing her organs with like cybernetic parts or whatever. And then they go back out into the desert and have a campfire and she starts eating and drinking right away, even though <laughs> all her insides are uh, like robot parts now. <laughs> Uh, the writing in the show is so bad. I th- again, I just feel like it's fan fiction. Like, just some fan. Fi- oh, this would be cool in Star Wars. It's like, no, it, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not Star Wars. I'm sorry. Okay, so speaking of fan fiction, we are four fans. So let's talk about how we would have liked to see this series go, or maybe some minor tweaks. We'll just talk about a few changes. I don't want to take any more of your guys's time. Uh, let's start with uh, maybe uh, Chris on this one. What's one change that you would have made to the Book of Boba Fett? Um, just to be like ruthless and not just like the savior of the town. That's all. Be like an actual crime lord. Like show him like being a gangster, not like I'm a nice gangster. It's like very very silly, and it's like a sign it was written for like kids, I guess, because it's on Disney Plus. So they're not that it was gonna be like you know a super adult dark show or anything, but just have him be like what it lives up to or you want him to be sure sure uh travis yes they could have done more the first episode of the mandalorian there's a guy getting cut in half by a door i mean they could have Mm -hmm. done more you know they just hardly didn't do anything but i just had to add that chris yeah no it's a good point good brian yeah it's like where where we left off with him and where he came back it almost because the closing scene of season two was him just, you know, storming into the palace, taking the throne and just going from there. So it's almost, yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, does Mando got to come and like take care of Boba Fett? Is he going bad now? Are we going to have that kind of go into it? And then it just, it got so weak, just like nothing. He didn't really have that backbone that we were looking for. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Travis, you have a change you would have made? I got Two of them. So I had read somewhere before we watched the season finale of who like who else could have showed up. And uh, somebody said that maybe Omega or the Bad Batch showing up would have been cool. And even though we hate Omega, Ryan, I would have been fine with her showing up. You know, at least it would have been a a little bit more of a, a way to end the season. But I thought they could have added that because it's technically her omega is his sister right mm-hmm. yep so that would have been cool or at least at least leave that on a cliffhanger at the end and then since i forget if it was brian or chris who mentioned it but the bd droid that was in there from fallen order i think that was you chris mm-hmm. it would be so cool if they incorporated cal Kestis because he's trying to rebuild the order as well at the end of that the video Mm -hmm. game so Mm -hmm. having him be in there like maybe with luke you know he found luke or something that would have been i mean my mind would have been blown if that would have happened yeah yeah but they are coming out with number two so i wonder if like that would have hindered them because then you kind of like pigeonhole the character this is the point he has to get to so like you can't like really explore it or whatever so but that would have been epic i was thinking like First of all, Luke should have been involved in the final battle because he would have showed up 
with Grogu to to deliver Grogu to Mando uh, based off his mm-hmm. character. Mara Jade showing up would have been like to help the Pikes, like she was helping the Pikes because I think she was a mercenary um, mm-hmm. or, or a bounty hunter of some sort. So her showing right. up in the end was a, 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 a rumor I heard. I'm like, that would have been mm-hmm. sweet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, she was an emperor's hand, um, like carrying out his bidding. And then after she died, he she went to work for the uh, gangster talent card, just as like a right hand person to him. So I don't know if she was like necessarily a mercenary, but she was like working for like a crime guy. Yeah, which would have been so cool if she would have shown up there. So that's that's one thing mm-hmm. that I, I I just wanted to add to your point, Travis, of like cameos that they could could have had mm-hmm. that would have made the show so much cooler uh brian uh you have a change you would have made yeah i kind of touched on before but just more focusing on bounty hunters they're such a big part of what star wars is and we've gotten so little of it it's been good to see it in the mandalorian but even having more of that focused on would have been nice to see and what they've brought in from you know clone wars has been really good and just yeah a little bit more of that kind of incorporating it that we can get even with like Darksaber stuff's been so good. If they could even do like the Witches of Death Mirror in there, that'd be awesome to see. But yeah, more of that. Totally here for. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, Chris? Yeah, I think like part of this is if like this is a meta commentary on like how TV works right now, is that like every show needs to have like an overarching plot or like there's no like, like, there's very few like TV shows, unless you're classic, like, you know, like cop shows or something like that, where just like it's an episode that starts and ends. The plot resolves itself in 45 minutes. And then the next week is just something different. Everything has to be like one leads into the next, into the next, into the next. And that's why I think like what Brian said, if we had like a bounty hunter show or like what I said, you could have six episodes of six different plots happening which was sort of the Mandalorian season one was sort of like that. Now they've kind of gone into like a big, bigger picture thing. But like this, this plot was so bad that if they just had like Boba Fett, the adventures of Boba Fett, one different one every single week, kind of in, in different in what TV sort of is now, everything is like a mini series that would have been better. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, One change I would have made, obviously there's a lot of them, uh, recasting Boba is a big one but with the flashback so one thing I think they failed to because again a little is known about Boba Fett right like not not a lot he's mysterious that's partly why we're drawn to him so we understand that the Tusken Raiders changed him but we don't know what from right so Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. thought instead of focusing so much time on the Tusken Raiders flashbacks like you could you could have done that, but show us what he was like while the empire was still running. Show us like and then why he and then what he changed into, because that's the thing that we're missing is like, oh, the Tuscan Raiders changed him. He's this ruthless mm-hmm. bounty hunter, although it's interesting that like every time he introduces himself, everyone's like, oh, Boba Fett, who cares? Like you think if he, he'd have the <laughs> reputation that people would be like scared of Boba yeah. Fett. Um, mm-hmm. But why couldn't they have done flashbacks to show us what he was like and then like w- what changed while he was with the Tuscans and then where he is now. And then you'd have like three of those flashbacks sort of like w- him becoming the person he was. That's one thing I would have changed in the first two episodes, especially more empire flashbacks. 
yeah because even cad bane like referencing he's a cold-blooded killer mm-hmm. we we there's what like 20 years we just don't know anything about him just what's mm-hmm. going on between him like growing up in the clone wars until what we saw at java's palace it's yeah none of that referred to at all which is just yeah needing more of that correct yeah that's that's the way i feel too yeah um anybody else has another uh, i know travis you hit on your two any other changes uh i had one last one basically they should have just made this um leading up to mandalorian season three what they should have done this would have been a way better story to me is just make boba fett a villain taking over Mm -hmm. tatooine Mm -hmm. like and then because they're like wondering where they're going to go with the Mandalorian. Like, and then like in Mando season three, the first two episodes of him finding out what Boba Fett has done to Tatooine and Boba Fett's now your main villain in, in Mandalorian season three. That's what I would. Boba Fett turns Tatooine into uh, the Hill Valley and back to the future too. And it's like disgusting and like a giant casino and. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the case may be like, yeah. And Cad Bane's part of it, whatever. Like he makes a deal with all these bounty hunters, whatever, but basically like, we're going to control Tatooine and then we're going to further our control into the empire. And like, like, like what Darth Maul was trying to do, you know, like what he was trying to do with the crime syndicate um, that he, he wasn't able to accomplish, but it would have been cool if Boba Fett would have done that. And, and then like Mando had to go and fix that in season three of the Mandalorian. So that's the last change that I'll say that I wish they would have done with the book of Boba Fett. Okay, guys, that's it. That's it. Anything else? No. One thing for me. Go ahead, Travis. Star Wars is not Marvel, so don't try and force funny into it. Just be Star Wars. It'll come natural. Yeah. That's what I want to see in the future. That's fair. That's fair. Go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, just that uh, in Return of the or you know the original series, Luke is complaining about how Tatooine is like a backwater farthest from the middle of the galaxy where nothing happens. And I guess they already sort of like went against this going back to it in Return of the Jedi. And it's like, oh, here's a big crime guy, job of the hut. But like we keep going back to Tatooine over and over and over again. And we're going to have more Tatooine and Obi-Wan the series. So like let's there's a there's 500 million planets. Let's like come I don't know if it's just because like Tatooine is easy to CGI or easy to film because it's brown and a flat desert. Um, but like everything is happening on Tatooine. They went back multiple times during the first two Mandalorian seasons. They came back for this. Let's this could this show would have been like five percent better if it was on a different planet and we just like had some variation. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. The only the only problem would be is first of all, Mandalorian doesn't have to be in Tatooine. I, I agree with that point. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like Boba Fett and Obi Wan, which is what you're referring to, yeah, Obi Wan, yeah. like he has to yeah. be in Tatooine. And and if yeah, if, yeah if, if Boba's whole goal was to take over Jabba's palace which we don't know why yet. Like, no, we still don't understand necessarily why, but that was mm-hmm. his goal. He had to go to Tatooine to do it. Right. So it's like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I agree with the, the rest of what you're saying real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we, anything we're expecting from Obi-Wan, anything we're looking forward to, because that's the next, I think star Wars series, anything. I'm looking no? forward to it. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. They're only doing like six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to be an hour long or something. So it, I, 
I'm looking forward to that storyline of Anakin and what he is as Darth Vader kind of in the beginning, because I've read some of those Darth Vader comic books and they're very good. So they adapt those. It should be very good. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing they cannot do, they better not, they better not. Star Wars, listen to me. You will make the fan base very, very angry if angry if Darth Vader and Obi-Wan meet. Okay. Do not do that. Don't because you're going to destroy everything that episode four was. Do not do that. They can meet in a dream. That's fine. Whatever. If you want to like do a dream sequence, the force dyad. I don't want force dyading. Okay. That's, that's the thing that you don't want to Ray and Kylo Ren sort of like uh, going on there. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Don't do it. Star Wars. Do not do it. That's my, my only plea. Don't do it. You'll ruin everything for my one thing I'm interested to see is with, um, Din's new uh, Starfighter. I'm interested to see if maybe it was Obi-Wan's when he brought it to the planet and that kind of got left behind hmm. and then salvaged from there. But I guess we'll see. That, oh, good. That, that'd be connecting the dots. I think you're giving yeah. the writer room way too I know, much right? credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be uh, too Tra- obvious and easy, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, Travis? I, I'm hoping that they make Vader as awesome as they did at the end of Rogue One, oh, where yes. he just yes. went off. Yeah. So to see ha- at least like two or three scenes like that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, that anger he has at the end of episode three, it, like if they can bring that into it and even have some like just some, I want to see him with his helmet off and that going on. Cause yeah. Yeah. Even if he's in a back to tank, I'll take it. <laughs> That's Travis's one exception is because like, yeah. really, I think he has to live in a back to tank at this point if he's not in yeah. a suit. So it's a little different with him. Um, yeah. So I had something to add and I forgot anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that it guys then? Are we ready? We good. We all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, Brian. I hope you enjoyed your first time on. Thanks. I Chris. Did. Awesome. Thanks, Chris, again, for joining me. Thanks, Travis. I know you'll be going to bed soon yet. Go Mandalorian. That's that's the way that is. Uh, Thanks, everybody who's listening. If you haven't yet, go and uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Also, I have been putting YouTube clips on some of the podcasts I've done. So just search Nutty Buddy Entertainment on YouTube and uh, subscribe to that channel as well. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you guys soon.